Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go. Everyday giftable. Everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. And it is a busy time in the business of sports, especially the primary sport that I cover, the NFL. Wow, we are in it now. I've talked about this before. My busiest times in my career have been always at this time, whether in Chapter 1 of my career as an agent, whether Chapter 2 as a team executive, and Chapter 3 in the business of football as an analyst, media personality. It's always the busiest right now, especially in the NFL as we approach the new league year. And what that means is on March 17th at 4 p.m., it's Happy New Year in the NFL. It's a new league year, meaning the cap takes into effect, and we'll be talking about the cap and the new cap number that came out today. Trades can happen, even though, as you know, they've happened. Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, all these people have been traded, allegedly, but it'll become official on March 17th. And of course, free agency begins. But before free agency, we're going to have all these cuts and everything else, and I'll talk about that. So much to get to. Um, I will get to it all. I think we'll start the business of sports, branch rants, business edition, heading into the NFL new league year with a contract that caught everyone's attention that people have been talking about when it's going to happen for two years. It happened. The Cowboys have secured the services of Dak Prescott for four years. And I think there's the first point that I want to get to on the contract four year contract Every, we'll be comparing it to Mahomes even more, but everyone who talked about, oh, wow, Patrick Mahomes got this 10-year deal, that's what they want, right? No, that's what teams want. Teams want extra years. Players don't. And if you heard anything about the contract negotiation between the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, it was that he wanted less years, four or three, I guess, and they wanted more, five or more. So, yes, the teams want extra years. The players don't. And the Mahomes is really an outlier when it comes to that. So Dak Prescott gets a four-year deal right away. There's my first reaction to the deal. Four years, he's going to be 31 years old. He's going to have another bite at that tremendous leverage point of free agency. I say this all the time. The only way, the only way that player empowerment comes is through getting to or getting to the precipice of free agency. That's where Dak Prescott got to because he set himself up in a perfect position. He had three options. In other words, the Cowboys had three options with Dak Prescott. Sign him to another franchise tag, $38 million. Sign him to a contract, which of course he'd have to agree to. Or number three, let him go to the free market. And no players like Dak Prescott ever get to the free market because of what we have in the franchise tag, which I'll talk about next. Okay, so... They don't want to apply a $38 million tag in a cap year that's going to be around $182 million. That would be prohibitive, almost 20% of your cap on one player out of 70. Dak Prescott and his agents use that to lever a great deal. This is a strong player deal. It sets the records in all the categories, all right? Best first-year money, $75 million, 66 of which 
is a signing bonus. And I am told that will all be paid in 2021. Fabulous cash flow for Dak Prescott. 75 million life-changing wealth all paid by the end of 2021. 126 over three years fully guaranteed, 160 over four years. All of these are new standards, new records, and that means they've outpaced players like Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and of course, Patrick Mahomes. The comparison to Mahomes is incredibly stark. Over three years, the new Pat Mahomes deal pays him $63 million. Over the first three years, the new Dak Prescott pays him twice that, two to one. And I'm sure that was a marker that the agents for Prescott went after. Twice the amount over three years, $126 million compared to $63 million. Over four years, I believe Prescott, uh, um, Mahomes is $104 million. Prescott is $140 million. That's a $36 million difference. Um, $160 million. That's a $54 million difference. I keep getting these numbers wrong. I apologize. So we have this comparison to Mahomes, which is stark. It's sobering. Now, I know Mahomes gets the second half of the contract, gets into the 45 range. But listen, wouldn't you rather be free? Okay, let's just take the names out. One deal, you have this five-year deal, which is kind of okay number, and then you get a big jump in the last five years, the Mahomes deal, where you're making the $45 million. But who knows? We have these new TV deals coming. Who knows where the money's going to be in a few years? Wouldn't you rather be a free agent at age 31, which Pat Mahomes will never be a free agent in his prime of his career? Dak Prescott's going to make this money, okay, $40 million a year over the next four years, $160 million, and be a free agent. So he'll probably won't even get to the fourth year because the Cowboys will try to lock him up. And if they do, great. If they don't, he has the leverage of free agency once again. So this is a strong deal for a lot of reasons. One, obviously the money. It sets new records, first-year money, three-year money, four-year money, guaranteed money, all new records for Dak Prescott. It sets him up for another free agent deal. At the latest, age 31, he'll get a new deal, and he'll have the leverage of free agency to use once again. Player empowerment is all about getting to that. Why NBA players have player empowerment? They get to free agency, right? Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, they get to free agency. It doesn't happen in the NFL. And the closest you can get if you're a superstar player is a franchise tag. And he used the leverage of a $38 million number on a $180 million cap to make the Cowboys say, we can't do that. So they're not doing it. So again, you always look for winners and losers and deals. I always say it's hard to see, but this is a winner for the player. What a strong deal for Dak Prescott. And let's lose it for good now, right? Especially with quarterbacks, this idea that you have to take the deal because you could get hurt. I think about all these people when Dak got the seasoning injury that he lost leverage. Of course he didn't lose leverage. He maybe gained leverage because then it's a no-brainer. They got three options. Tag them, which is going to be prohibitive. Let them go. Never. <laughs> and sign them. And to sign him, he got a good deal. He'll put his hand John Hancock to. Turned out to be a great deal for Prescott. Good for Dak and good for um, the Cowboys, I guess. I mean, the Cowboys, it's great to have leverage over Jerry Jones because he'll pay. And, you know, he may be a good businessman, but he'll pay his players. That's been there for a long time. And again, 
the long deal, Cowboys did that with Tyron Smith. I'm sure they love long deals, just like the Chiefs love their long deal, but it wasn't happening here. Uh, Dak goes for four years. He's a free agent again at age 31. The Cowboys will probably pay through the nose to get him signed up before that at age 30. And his career earnings, will, we look back in 15 years, will be very strong. Very strong. Okay. Since we just talked about Dak, we'll get to more league-wide issues in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. UFC 259, it's this weekend. Sure to be action-packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you at the center of this weekend's title fight with 101 odds on either fighter to land a punch during the fight. Now, pick either main fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. So download the, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 at either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code ROSS, R-O-S-S. Turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. Limited time only. DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers apply. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Back to the Brant's Rants, and let's talk about the franchise tag. We just had the deadline go past us, and that deadline was Tuesday, March 9th. The reason we have a two-week franchise tag period seems pointless. It should, you know, my saying, deadlines spur action. You spur action, you're never going to have anything done before the deadline. So we have nine players plus Dak Prescott, who in a twist got the tag. Now they'll do the deal so he can say if he ever needs to. Uh, the next tag will be the third tag, which is a much higher percentage increase than a second tag. So nine players plus Dak. Uh, Here's the thing about the franchise tag. You've heard me say this before. It's not just about nine players. Okay, I understand when the NFLPA gets in negotiations with the NFL on collective bargaining agreements, the franchise tag stays because in the scheme of things, they say it only affects 10 or so players. Why put a lot of time into that? You've got all these other multi-issues in the negotiation. Here's the reason why. Teams use the tag all the time for players not tagged. They get players to sign deals out of fear of the tag. Russell Wilson was close to free agency with the Seahawks, didn't go for it because he knew the tag was there. Aaron Rodgers signs early with the Packers because he didn't have two years left. He had three or four years left because they had the tag. I never applied the tag in my time with the Packers, but I knew that I would use it in negotiations with our top players because if they ever got to free agency, I would say, you're not really in free agency because we're going to use the tag on you. It is an extremely powerful management weapon. It is one NBA owners would love to have to keep the LeBrons and Kevin Durants where they were, at least for a time. And this is something that is affecting the top market. So when you have a franchise tag, you are taking your best free agent off the market. I remember when it came to be in the early 90s, when it was sort of the trade-off along with the salary cap for the players getting free agency for the first time in the history of the sport. My situation was, okay, how I understood it was, this is for the superstar quarterbacks. So Dan Marino doesn't leave the Dolphins. So John Elway doesn't leave the Broncos. So Troy Aikman doesn't leave uh, the, the 
Cowboys. So Steve Young doesn't leave the 49ers. So Brett Favre doesn't leave the Packers. But teams are smart. So they've now used it for all positions. And I was part of this. I'm like, okay, let's use it as leverage for this running back or this receiver or this lineman or this linebacker or this corner. That's the way it's used by teams. It affects the top of the market is much bigger than the 10 players that got tagged. And speaking of that group, you know, there are big winners out of this that didn't get tagged. The Lions' Tenny Galladay did not get tagged. What a winner he is because his two prime rivals in free agency did. They're off the market. Someone I know so well, Allen Robinson, all expected, tagged by the Bears. Chris Godwin, tagged by the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're off the market. Chris Galladay is a huge winner from yesterday. And players are tagged again, like Brendan Scherf. It's just a way to keep players around without having to sink in tens of millions of guaranteed money on a long-term deal. It's a powerful weapon. And and theoretically, you're supposed to be wanting to do a contract. I'm thinking a lot of these teams aren't even wanting to do a contract. They just want the placeholder, and they'll deal with it. And whatever ramifications about not showing up in the offseason, you know, Zoom, who cares? <laughs> so teams are not worried about that like they used to be in the past, a player not signing his tag until August or September even. That's fine. So I just continue to think this is such a weapon for management and it's happening again and again where it's just there. And people ask me, well, can they get rid of it? Well, yeah, we've got a new CBA that's another 10 years. So the earliest you'll see any change in the franchise tag, 2031, maybe. (laughs) Okay, if we're still doing this, talk about it. Then one player, a lot of people from my Packer background asked me, how come they didn't tag Aaron Jones? I don't know. $8 million number for the running back was exceedingly low, I thought. I thought they maybe would do that. It tells me maybe they're in the heat of some negotiations. Again, players are not free agents until March 17th. They can still negotiate as they're doing, I think, with Aaron Jones. I love the kid. He is a yes sir, no sir kid. He is a uh, extremely popular teammate. Even though they drafted a running back in the second last year and A.J. Dillon, I would think the Packers are still trying to get him signed up because I think he'll have a market. You know, I think you can say he's small, you can say injury prone, you know, he's tough, he's fast, he's got it all. He can catch. So I'm a little surprised about Aaron Jones, but we'll see where it goes. The running back market is tough. I always say it. There should be a separate union for running backs. Okay, before we get to my next rant, here's a word from a new sponsor. Keeps, do you know that two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss? By the time they're 35, more than 50 million men suffer from some form of male pattern baldness. And there's only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Well, Keeps offers both. It has a five-star review more than any of its competitors. It's low-cost. Treatment start at just $10 a month. It offers generic versions. It has discrete packaging, proven results, convenient virtual doctor consultations. Medication is delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. So if you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash B-O-S to get receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash B-O-S to get your first month free, keeps.com slash B-O-S. My next rant is about the salary cap. It came out as we record this on Wednesday, March 10th. It came out this morning. It's 182.5. A couple points about this. I've said this before in my salary cap 101 podcast. No surprise, right? What we knew in July when the NFL and NFLPA got together and set a mini CBA for what was going to happen during COVID, 
that the 2021 cap could go down as low as 175. Now it's coming out to 182.5. The NFLPA sent out a letter to agents basically saying, hey, it's not so bad if we didn't if we took, we're the only league that really didn't put into escrow money in 2020. We didn't take less in 2020, all those kind of things to justify this. But obviously, it's going to be some major haircuts. A point that I keep making is teams are not waking up in February and March and saying, oh, my God, we got to get under the cap. It's going to be so low. They knew. Now, maybe they thought 175. Maybe they didn't take it seriously. Maybe they thought 185, 190. But come on, this is not a surprise. Teams are going to deal with this in the way they always do which is restructuring and cutting players. But here's my point, and you got to believe this. I know a lot of people aren't going to believe this. A lot of the players that are being cut and will be cut over the next week would have been cut with a cap increase. Okay? This is going to be an excuse for teams. Oh, we had to cut them. We had to cut them. No. Teams know who they want, and this happens every year, pandemic or not, where veteran contracts are, are just shed. And this is the problem with the NFL. There are no protections for non-guaranteed contracts. And I don't know. It just seems like there should be. Between, between an individual contract negotiation and the collective CBA negotiation, it shouldn't be where teams can just have a player scheduled to make whatever he's going to make. Kava Noy on the Dolphins scheduled to make $12.5 million off a big free agent contract just a year ago and say, sorry goes to zero. Zero. You just think in fairness sake, maybe there should be some uh, penalty for teams cutting players, especially vested veteran players, where they cut them and they have to pay, pick a number, 10% as a penalty, 5%. You know, so, I mean, it just seems that this is so easy to do. And here we are this past week, today, next week, Hundreds of millions of alleged contract value will just be extinguished by these teams. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's unfortunate and unfair when we start talking about the free agents, all the money they're going to get, and the DAC contract. Here's the other side. This league is heavily tilted towards management. And that's going to be showing more and more in the coming days where your alleged contract value is just extinguished. And a lot of these players were marquee free agents. So don't get too excited about your free agents next week because 2021 free agents will be 2023 or even 2022 cuts. LaMarcus Joyner from the uh, Raiders, they cut him. Tyrell Williams from the Raiders, they cut him. You know, these were their big free agent signings barely two years ago. And Kyle Van Noy and the Dolphins, the one year ago. So this is happening. And I feel for NFL veterans, there's no protections um, these contracts are all uh, contracts are about allocation of risk. And when you have players that are just the risk is all on their side after the first low risk early year or two of the contract. So we're going to see the cap number and the reality. OK, one other thing about the cap number, it's 182.5. But as I tweeted out this morning, no team is going to have 182.5 as their cap. And you're like, what? I thought that was the cap. Well, it is the cap, but it's no team's individual cap because they allow rollover in the NFL. So all these teams had cap room remaining in 2020, and they really should have. They don't have to, but they should have rolled it over, obviously, to give them some benefit for this year. 
And this gets a little technical, but at the end of the year in 2020, you have earned incentives, you have incentives that weren't earned, you have roster bonuses that weren't earned, and all of that goes into a mix and you come out with a debit or a credit towards the cap. So what I'm saying is no one's going to have an 182.5 cap. It's usually going to be more due to rollover, sometimes less due to debits from the reconciliation. Indianapolis Colts rolling over $30 million. Cowboys are rolling over a lot of money. Jaguars are rolling over money. Browns are rolling over a lot of money. So, you know, like if the Colts roll over $30 million, their cap's going to be about 210 or 212 or more. So no one's going to have $182.5 million. So I think we need, we need to get that out there as well. Okay. Last rant about Ben Roethlisberger. It was really an interesting decision that of course, they push money out on his contract, as they've done so many times. There's going to be a huge hole in the Steelers' cap whenever he does leave the sport or get traded or do whatever's going to happen. But he took a pay cut, too. He gave $5 million back from 19 to $14 million, which I thought was kind of extraordinary, where you, know, you have a marquee player, the face of the franchise, one of the biggest names in the history of the franchise, give back $5 million. And you really wonder what went into that analysis where you have – Oh, did he think about, well, what if they really cut me? What can I make out there? Is it going to be $14 million? Or should he leverage them and say, you don't have a succession plan? You know, what are you going to do? What are you, who are you going with a quarterback? And just say, cut me. Now, if again, if you cut him, then you have to decide, well, what's out there for him? And then from the Steelers' point of view, they knew they didn't have a backup plan, but they're desperate on the cap, and they probably knew Ben didn't have a market. So it was kind of a convenience of situations where – He's cheaper to keep than to cut, and he's probably makes more staying with a pay cut than getting cut. So it was an interesting way that that turned out. Okay, those are my rants. It is a fascinating time in the business of football. Get ready. I'll be with you every step of the way, taking you through the cap, the cuts, the free agent signings, what these contracts are really worth. Pay no attention to the media reports. They're always going to pump it up based on the agent presenting it in the best possible light. And uh, we'll take you through it starting next week when free agency begins. Those are the rants for this week. Thanks for following me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Please sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already. It gives you extra bonus content. Delivered to your email every Sunday morning. Go to andrew-brandt.com and sign up for that newsletter Sunday 7 every Sunday. Thanks to my producer, Brian Neal, my musical producer, the one only Sam Brandt, who I spent time with last week. I love my son so much. And then uh, Apple Podcasts, rankings and comments, always appreciated. Please give us a comment. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. And I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab and go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.